Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. for your majesty. Thank you. Thank you for this place. Thank you for this oasis in the desert. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit. I worship you. I give you glory. Yes, I present myself to you right now. That you will speak directly to your people this morning. We promise to give you all the glory. Your people will take all the blessings. And the devil will take the shame. In Jesus name. Our text this morning, we had a double text. John chapter 4. Verse 21 to 24, and Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. And we are talking today about getting the best out of worship. Getting the best out of worship. Actually, that is not what I planned to talk about. I wanted to talk about marriage this morning. Okay, apart from, you know, taking care of God's people, I have a calling in that area. I thought I would just go on my normal, you know, business. But it's okay. Amen. Getting the best out of worship. While we were young Believers still trying to practice the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all that, you know. Each time we go to the fellowship, especially on campus, some of these few uh, people filled with the Holy Ghost trying to practice, you know, the gift of prophecy. Every time we get to the fellowship, you will hear a prophecy like, My people, my people, (laughs) I am here in your midst. You come again next Sunday. (laughs) After like 10 minutes of praying in tongues and, you know, causing a lot of commotion, the interpretation will be, my people, my people, I am here in your midst. So the leaders of the fellowship got together one time and it's like, aren't we going to get another prophecy in this place apart from my people, my people? I'm saying that because that's exactly what the issue we are discussing this morning is like. Worship. That's what we do every day, isn't it? Amen. 
you know. But as we go, you know, later in life, I started understanding that, wait a minute, it could still be God talking every day, my people, my people. Because the way they acted throughout the whole week didn't show that they remembered he was in their midst. Maybe that's why we needed to be reminded every week. You know, so anybody coming to Agape to talk about worship will be like, <laughs> which group of people do you think you're talking to? You know, we, that is what we do here. And of course, I agree with you. It's one of the things that really attracted me to this place. Worship. Amen. Amen. You know, in this place, you guys are succeeding at you know, removing mediocrity from worship. You know, you have succeeded in removing the flesh from worship. You are succeeding in, you know, excellence in worship. You know, so I was kind of attracted. Hallelujah. Amen. In many places, you, you come to worship, but human pride gets in the way. You know, flesh gets in the way. But I'm sure somebody will thank God for Agape House of Worship this morning. Man is a creature of worship. But if you leave him alone, without the guidance of God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit, he's going to worship the wrong thing. Most especially throughout this past week, I hear the Lord calling out to Agape House of Worship. Come. Come. He's asking us to even go ahead and perfect our worship. I was surprised. He's calling for a closer worship. Continue to identify those things that get in the way of your worshiping God. And let's come closer. The Samaritan woman got into a discussion with Jesus, and she was bent on explaining her religion to Jesus. But Jesus wanted to show her true worship. Amen. You know, the Samaritans were the ten tribes of Israel that separated from David's dynasty and they started worshiping idols. They perverted their worship. Okay? There are the people of God. These are genuine, you know, sons of Israel. But their worship was perverted. And Jesus was pointing it out to this lady how they needed to worship God. So, in Africa, we use all the time, maybe one or two hours, 
to explain this kind of thing. Amen. But I thank God for my internship here. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. What is worship? Worship means to pay homage or express reverence and adoration to God. That's one level of the meaning of worship. At that level, you see in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, you know, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. What does it say? You are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and they exist because you created. We were created to worship. You know, the breath in our you know, bodies, in our lungs, were given to us to billow out the worship of God. Hallelujah. We took the place of Satan to worship God. Hallelujah. Secondly, worship is the lifestyle or character that is expected of the worshiper. So, worship is not just when we come together to sing songs of praise and worship to God alone, it is also the lifestyle expected of us on a daily basis, at work, at school, at home, everywhere. We, our lifestyle, the way we live, you know, is, is, is lived as worship to God. Worship is the totality of our relationship with God. It's described just with one word, worship. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And I really like to thank God for this young lady called Sister Tosi. <laughs> Amen. I think she's one of the youngest ladies around this place. That team is powerful. God blessed you guys with a powerful team. Amen. But this is the danger. They cannot do your worship for you. The praise team cannot do your worship for you. And until you learn, like they have learned, to give God the glory, you are reducing from your usefulness to God. They are here to model it for us. But I bet you, especially the men folk among us, we don't know up to three good worship songs. <laughs> That's why we need to talk about this this morning. 
Hallelujah. Our lifestyles are always patterned after the personality we worship. Amen. We take on the character of whoever we worship. Uh, you are in a civilized place here, no okay, but in, for us in Africa, when you see the high priest of an idol, uh, nobody needs any introduction. Okay? He comes with all the paraphernalia of his office. <laughs> you know, in the scriptures, we read in First uh, Kings 17, about the priests of Baal. Okay? They are used to cutting themselves. That is their own prayer. When they are really interceding, they use daggers to cut themselves. So anybody passing and seeing everybody behaving like that, uh, oh, that's a, a priest of Baal. You act like the person you worship. Oh, hallelujah. And Jesus was trying to explain to the Samaritan lady, God is a spirit. For you to worship him successfully, you need to take on his character. <laughs> you take on, forget about the theological argument about what does it mean to worship in spirit? Do we really enter, you know, into the spirits? And that, those arguments are not necessary. Take on his character. He sets the standards. It is not about you. It's about God. We take our cue from him. Hallelujah. We must be spiritually minded to be true worshipers. This requirement is the same whether we come for public worship or personal worship. Amen? Praise God. Public worship. When the church gathers together to give worship to God. It must be done. Everybody participating must be in the spirit. You do it from your heart. All of us, that's when fire is kindled. That's when the glory of God is released. That's when, you know, Satan, Satan's defeat is again executed. Hallelujah. Yes, we are doing it together. But the contribution of each one of us is of utmost importance. No matter how good the praise team is, what each one of us is contributing when we come together to worship is so important. So important. The reason is because we are the body of Christ. The whole body will not function well if the nail on your last, the smallest finger is removed. You say, oh, it's just a nail. Uh, no problem. We can you will not function well. Amen. 
Thank God for the healing of my sister, Stella. She came to church with some load on her feet two, three weeks back. Okay? Just one part of her body demobilized her. The, the way you live right in the corner of your house, 45 minutes drive away from here, directly affects the quality of worship God receives here every Sunday. Oh, I'm not just, I, I, I'm not even an usher. I don't do anything in church. I mean, God shall understand. Yes, he understands that you are spoiling the worship in church. <laughs> Amen. Pastor B has been, for, since Friday up to this morning, Pastor B almost preached this message. And I didn't almost have anything to say this morning. But it's okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our focus is Jesus and Him crucified. Our focus is Jesus. Our focus is Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why nothing must get in the way. Racism must not get in the way. Personal ambition must not get in the way. Your tastes, your standards must not get in the way. For our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's public worship. Public worship. God is the focus. God is the focus. And because God is, is the focus, we begin to see true worship from the way we handle sin. I'm, I'm trying to recover from ministry in Uganda, okay? When I preach in Uganda, there's always an interpreter by my side, Okay? So, I am consciously waiting for somebody to interpret what I'm saying. <laughs> well, it's okay. I'm recovering now. I'll, 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 I'll recover. I'll soon, I'll soon start talking like Pastor GD. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. We were created to worship God. But something came in between us and God. And we're not qualified to stand before him anymore. What is that thing? Did you said it? Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. All have sinned and have fallen short of. And yet we were created to worship. And now we have come together to worship. Therefore, true worship starts from how we deal with sin. True worship starts from how we handle sin. 
This is very, very important. How sin is dealt with, therefore, is the difference between true and false worship. Amen? We'll come back to that later. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit must always guide us in our worship. Not our feelings. Not what the situation we're going through right, right now permits. Not the problem we're handling right now. You know, it, it shouldn't be what determines how we worship. You worship God. You, uh, Job said, uh, Job 13 verse 15 says, even if he kills me, I will still deal with him. Uh -huh. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will maintain my own ways before him. Amen. That is somebody who had understood that his creation was for the purpose of worshiping God. Amen. Where do we worship? Because I have to hurry. God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. So the issue of where can I go to worship God does not arise. Amen? We can worship God anywhere. 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 But you are going to get any benefit that there is in worship from it when we worship in spirit and in truth. That is when God, you know, anywhere God is worshipped in the spirit and in truth, God comes to manifest himself. That is when you see, oh, God manifests himself. Jacob, you know, slept wherever he slept and woke up with a dream and exclaimed, oh, this is the gate of heaven. I didn't even know. Amen. Praise God. The, you know, God showed up for him there because of his destiny. God showed up for him there because he is a worshiper of God. In all his wickedness and deception, he never forgot, you know, forgot God. How we handle sin is the beginning of worship. Anywhere a heart is ready, anywhere a heart is prepared, God will show up in that place. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Even though we meet to worship physically, Make no mistake about it. We worship God at his throne. Once you cross over to enter this environment, you are as well crossing from the spiritual to the crossing from the physical to the spiritual. You cross over 
from the carnal to the spiritual. You cross over from the flesh into the spirit. Once we say, let's lift up our hands and worship the Lord, you are immediately together with the host of heaven. The worship of God does not take place in two places. It's all in one place. Any acceptable worship is happening at the throne of God. No matter where you are. You immediately join the heavenly hosts. And look at it in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 22, Hebrews 12, 22, whether you are in uh, Texas or another person is in, um, what is the father's place up here in the northeast? Uh -huh. You know, once you say, Lord, I worship you, you are at the throne of God. Can we read that scripture together? Everybody reading? Amen? You can read the whole of that passage down to verse 25 when you get home. We have come unto the heavenly Jerusalem. We are in company with multitude of angels. The spirits of just men made perfect. Once you say, lift up your hands, let's worship God. You are immediately together with Abraham. Isaac, Jacob, you know, you are immediately together with the 24 elders in heaven to give God worship. This is very, very important. This is very, very important. The focus is God. Not your dry, cleaned clothes. The focus is God. Not whether the money you expected had come or not. The focus of worship is God. As long as you have bread, <laughs> Pastor B, Pastor B. You know, as long as you can breathe in and out, you have, that's, you have met the qualification of worship. No matter if the one mountain has entered into the sea. Whatever is happening is beside the point. Hallelujah. There are several scriptures we could have read concerning that, but I'm trying to run along. Worship also takes place within the believer. That is personal worship now. Amen. Amen. This is very important. Okay? We're talking about where worship takes place. As we gather to worship, the worship is taking place in heaven. But on the other hand, God expects the believer to be a walking piece of heaven. God expects the believer 
to be a temple going around America. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 6 in verse 19 describes us individually and then First Corinthians 3.16 describes us collectively as the temple of God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen? In other words, all the lavish temple that Moses, uh, okay, Moses' own was a tabernacle, uh, David and Solomon, uh, Solomon, all the lavish temple, you know, the gold, the silver spines, very lavish building. God folded everything and put it inside you. You are the temple now. You are a very expensive edifice of God. Decorated, glorified, you know, honored, you know, to give God the glory. Worship takes place within you too. Worship emanates from your heart, your spirit man. Affects your soul, your thinking, your tastes. Overwhelms your body so that you want to start moving your legs sometimes, you know, in joyful dance. It starts from your heart. It starts from your spirit. And that's why your spirit must be well taken care of. What God has deposited in your spirit must be allowed to affect your thinking, your mind, as you come to worship God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That is where worship takes place, both in heaven and within you. That is why how you live is of utmost importance. It's of utmost importance. So, when is worship acceptable? When is worship acceptable? Jesus told the Samaritan lady in John chapter 4, 23, 24, even from 22, he says, you guys are worshiping what you don't even know. What a tragedy. People worshiping what they don't even know. That's dumb, isn't it? I'm beginning to pick up some American. That's dumb. That's dumb. Hallelujah. You can imagine how dumb that we come here to worship in such an, in very excellently in this place only for you to go back home and it's not affecting any area of your life. That's dumb. We come here every Sunday. Such excellent. I know. 
I feel I was even telling God recently, ah, the way we are going, are you sure we shouldn't build a tabernacle here? And <laughs> Amen. Selfless leaders that God has blessed you with in this place. Amen. Amen. In many places, that guy behind the pulpit shouting and sweating, at the end of the day, he's after the money he's going to get. I know many of them. But in this place, you are blessed. You are blessed. Oh, hallelujah. What is acceptable worship? We still live in the flesh. And God expects us to give him worship in the spirit. At his level. We come back again to the issue of what separated us from God in the first place. We were say we were destined to go to hell, all of us. But his son Jesus came and paid the price. Amen. And now we have access to the throne of God. Because of the, the garment of righteousness we have been given, we are now acceptable. We are welcome at the throne to join the heavenly worship going on. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I know there's a lot of talk about grace in town. You know, I know I've heard a lot about once you have saved, you are automatically saved forever, no matter what you do. But I read my Bible differently. I read my Bible differently. Peter was following Jesus everywhere. And yet, one day, Satan borrowed his mouth to start telling Jesus exactly the opposite of why he was born. Don't talk about going to die on the cross. How can a very powerful prophet like you talk like that? Peter was rebuking Jesus. And thank God Jesus, in the spirit, immediately recognized what he was doing. And actually addressed him as the devil. You, Satan, get there. As long as we remain in the flesh, we can easily be tempted. Don't you forget that. And that's where, that's where many of you, you know, you are, you are better off than I am. I don't trust my flesh at all. This guy, I don't trust my flesh at all. I don't behave as if, uh-uh, I'm already saved. <laughs> we are filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you know, we can do anything we like. <laughs> we can watch any film you like. Uh, this is America, by the way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, all those pictures on the internet, you can still peep at them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust my flesh. I don't trust my flesh. 
You know, we hear many people, what's wrong with this? Uh, this ordinary uh, Hollywood movie. Oh, come on, come on. Uh, what's wrong with it? Everything. <laughs> Amen? Can I tell you what you have never heard before? Good. Your flesh is not born again and can never be born again. Romans 8 verse 7. Never obey the law of God. Never will. That is why no matter how few with the Holy Ghost you are, this flesh must go back to the dust. It's a very terrible person. Go back there. Don't trust your flesh. Don't become casual with God. Don't. Don't twist God around your finger, you know. Is it not God? Uh-uh. We have been there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, when we get to church, there's going to be an opening prayer. After the opening prayer, we will do praise and worship. After praise and worship, what next? The pastor will bring a story up. <laughs> then, of course, we share the grace and we go back home. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. <laughs> God is a spirit. And those that must worship him on a daily basis must do so from their regenerated spirit. Keep it within the boundaries of God's word. Not the way you like. Uh, I'm not sure. What is that? All right, okay. No problem. Exodus chapter 32. Exodus 32. Quickly, quickly, quickly. No problem. <laughs> when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around and uh, uh, gathered around Aaron and, and said, "Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Read that story, please, when you get home. Please, 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 please. It was a very powerful service that day. If you read the passage, the attendance was unprecedented." Except for the Levites, who were a little bit less interested, you know, everybody, the creme de la creme in Israel attended the service. As a matter of fact, this the service here in Exodus 32 was officiated by the high priest of Israel himself. Very powerful service. The music was contemporary. You didn't need to encourage anybody too much for them to get to the dancing floor. Powerful service. 
Everything went well until Moses arrived. He looked at the focus of their worship. It was an ordinary golden calf. What? This well-arranged service? All for a golden calf? And by the time the anger of God was released upon them, 3,000 people lay dead immediately. Why? Any worship that is not based on God's word, any worship not directed by the Holy Spirit will bring unintended consequences to our lives. These were God's people. All manner of miracles set them free from the land of Egypt. And now, for them to start worshiping what God never intended them to worship? No matter how long you have stayed with God, there is a possibility of worshiping the wrong thing. There's a possibility of you know, giving worship that should be reserved to God to your career, to your job, to your marriage, to money. And that's why the Lord is calling, giving a fresh invitation this morning that as a church, I must come back to worship. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. Keep focusing on God. Focus on him. Make him the focus. The situation may not be perfect. Your papers may not be out yet. I have so many friends who are waiting for their green cards. Don't be distracted. And as we worship God, The Holy Spirit puts you under open heavens so that what is distracting you from worshiping God now is anathema. You shouldn't, I mean, you pity yourself forever, ever, you know, considering it. All that we needed, it says in Psalm 16, verse 11, as we begin to round up now. Okay. In his presence is the fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forever. Amen. Amen. Can we rise up this morning? I'm very happy that at least I finished the introduction to the message. <laughs> Lift up your hands this morning. I want us to worship God. Worship Him.